Hey friend, welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining me for my birthday episode, which is fittingly coming on a Tea Time Tuesday. In this episode, I want to share 50 lessons that I have learned on my way to turning 50 years old. So grab your tea, get some birthday cake, and let's talk about it. Hey friend, welcome to the Estranged Mom Coach Podcast. Are you going through a family estrangement from your adult son or daughter? Do you wonder why your child cut you off, if there's a way to save the relationship, or how you can ever feel happy again? You can only distract yourself and avoid thinking about it for so long, and then it hits you all over again. How can this be happening? I'm Jenny Good. I'm a certified coach trained in mindset neuroscience, family estrangement, and emotional healing. I'm also a mom who's been through adult child estrangement and reconciliation. I teach Christian estranged moms how to increase their odds of reconciling with their child and how to achieve emotional healing and happiness in the meantime. And we do it from a biblical perspective. So grab your tea, pop in your AirPods and exhale. Welcome home, sister mom. It's going to be okay. Quick disclaimer. I am a certified coach, not a therapist. If you think you're suffering from a mental health disorder, please seek help from a licensed therapist or call 911. Hello, my tea time friend. Welcome to my birthday episode. Woo! I'm so glad that you joined me. I want to thank God for every day of my life and every breath in my lungs. As I turn 50 years old, I wanted to share 50 pieces of insight that I've gained along the way. Some of this might apply to your estrangement situation or to your emotional healing or something else, but I believe there will be something that you can take for yourself from this episode. Before we get into the 50 things, I want to give a praise report and update you on my schedule. Praise Jesus. One of my clients who has been reaching out to her estranged daughter for a good while, I think it's been years, if I recall correctly, well, she received a reply to a message that she had sent her daughter, and they are planning a group session with me to begin the healing process in the relationship. Her daughter's husband is also on board. This is such a blessing. We've been working on her well-being and her communication. We worked on her door opening message and God did the rest. Glory to his name. I also want to touch base with you about my schedule for new estrangement coaching clients and consultation calls. At the time of writing this episode, I have limited spots left for new estrangement coaching clients and I have no openings left for consultation calls until probably around fall of 2023 or so. If you wanted to get a consult call scheduled to explore working together, but you had not gotten around to scheduling it yet, here is what you can do. Go to theestrangedmomcoach.com forward slash schedule and get on the wait list. This puts you at the front of the line when I do have an opening for a consultation call. It's a super quick process to get on that list and it helps ensure that you don't miss the open window next time. If you're hearing this later on down the road, 
The best way to see if I have openings for a consultation call is to go over to theestrangedmomcoach.com forward slash schedule. And on that page, you will either be invited to schedule a call or get on the wait list. So that's the best way to find out is just to go to that link. Okay, let's get into the 50 lessons that I want to share with you. Are you ready? Let's go. It heals you and grows you to pray for the people who hurt you. When my oldest son passed on, I learned to obey God through praying for the people who were responsible for his death, even when they did not sorry, even when I had felt deep rage against them. Next, forgiveness and love are the medicine for a multitude of wounds. Sometimes the forgiveness and love need to be applied to you, sometimes to others, sometimes both. Rest is an active part of progress. When you take time to rest and replenish, you get better ideas, you have more creativity, and you can come back to the challenges with a fresh perspective. Racehorses wear blinders for a reason. Champion horses wear blinders so that they don't get scared or distracted by what's going on to their left or to their right. Put your blinders on too. Stay in your lane and keep your focus on what God tells you. It's okay to say I'm sorry first. Release yourself from keeping score. It's okay to be the first one to apologize. Not every accusation requires a defense. Looking at the example of Jesus, he did not give a long-spoken response to every accusation brought against him. The enemy uses accusations as a distraction. Carefully choose what you devote your energy to. Being a safe space for people goes a long way in being well-loved. You do not have to have the best advice, the fanciest house, or the most perfectly worded replies. Make people feel loved and cared for. We don't get enough of that. If you want to be well-loved, be a safe space and radiate love. Now, that doesn't mean you always agree with them, but it means that you feel safe. I believe who you want to be is already available to you. Carve away the rest. When I was estranged from my daughter, I felt like I must be a monster. I wanted to be more loving, better with my emotional regulation. I wanted to be more this or less that. I realized what I wanted to be was who God already made me to be. I just needed to heal the garbage that had gotten in the way and carve away that muck and get rid of it. Next one, what you think is who you become. The Bible tells us that what a man thinketh in his heart, he becomes. Spend time choosing thoughts that help create the life that God wants for you. Say the kind thing. It might mean something really big to the other person. Never be afraid to step out in kindness. Say that kind thing. It could mean more to the other person than you will ever know. Don't lend money that you cannot afford to lose because it's not worth it to lose a relationship over money. Do you know how many relationships have been ruined by taking the wrong attitude about money? When you lend someone money, make sure that it's not going to break the relationship if you don't get it back. If you can't say that for sure, 
just don't lend it to begin with. Don't choose the thought that makes you feel terrible. It might not be true. Our minds can offer us all types of false stories. If you cannot definitely know the answer to something, choose the belief that is the most kind, positive, and empowering. Why would you ever want to choose the thought that makes you feel bad? You don't need to say everything you think or everything you know. Some things are better left unsaid. The Bible said Mary kept all these things in her heart. There are some things that we should keep within us as well. All money belongs to God. Pay your tithes. Happily give offerings and don't worry about money. You do what's right and God will provide. A clean, well-organized space supports a calm life. Take time to clean the house, clear off the surfaces, and organize your belongings. When you have a calm, clean space, you create room for amazing things. Ask for help when you need it. Eve was created as a helper for Adam. People need each other. If you need help, ask for it. It does not make you weak. It makes you human. Sleep when you're tired. We've become a collective culture of people running on too little sleep and too much caffeine. Then we wonder why we snap at people we love or feel stressed out or have trouble focusing. Listen to your body when it's tired. There is always one next step. We can get so caught up in the what ifs and future possibilities that we never let the boat leave the dock. There's always one next step. Take that step and let the hypotheticals fade over to the background. When you are your real self, you help other people show up that way as well. I defy a lot of social norms. I'm probably classified as weird. I have found that when I show up as my real self, other people whisper, me too. We need more people showing up as their real selves. We have too many airbrushed images on Instagram already. Let's be vulnerable enough to be real. Being a mom is not the only important role that I have. Being a mom is a wonderful role, and I am honored that God chose me to be a mom. I'm also other things besides a mom. I have other roles that bring me joy and value. If you don't feel like there's a spot at other proverbial tables for you, build your own table and watch God fill it. I've been an odd person out for about as long as I can remember, and I am so thankful for that. I didn't seem to fully sit or fit at any one proverbial table, so I made my own, and God fills it with the ones that I am called to serve. People will often borrow your belief. When you believe something so strongly, don't be surprised if other people borrow your belief, good or bad. So choose your thoughts and beliefs with care and then shine that light everywhere you go. I don't have to fix every relationship issue with my children immediately. I found that it's okay to allow myself and them a little space and time. I know God works things to my favor, so I don't need to rush and drive the outcome so hard. Some things need time to unfurl. Sometimes my children just want me to listen. I have a tendency to want to fix things 
and maybe do it as soon as possible. Sometimes my children want me to listen instead of jumping in with a solution. Living from a place of love is a power move. Love is not weak. Love is not weak. Love is not weak. I don't have to apologize for appropriately advocating for my needs. It is okay to take up space. Guard yourself against demonic energy. Demonic energy is real. Mainstream society has tried to desensitize us to the occult. Be careful. Guard the entrance points and resist the occult. I win more battles through prayer than through trying to argue the other person down. Talk to Jesus about it. Go boldly before the throne and engage in spiritual warfare where needed. You get much farther there than trying to argue down a person whose spiritual vision is clouded by deception or rebellion. God will fight for you. Don't jump the gun. God will fight for you far better than you can ever fight for yourself. Let the sunlight in. My eyes are sensitive to light, so for me, semi-sheer curtains let in some light without full sunlight, and it can go a long way to lifting my mood. Your pain can become your platform. Ask yourself, who am I here to help heal? Gratitude can literally change how you feel. Jesus said to enter the gates with thanksgiving. Science caught on later and showed that gratitude can change how you feel for the better. Be thankful. Instead of asking if something can be done, ask how it will be done. Sometimes we're just asking the wrong question. Infuse your faith into your question. God always makes a way where he takes you. When you think you cannot do something, ask yourself, what if I can? This is a powerful pivot. We can be capable of so much more than we think we can. The human spirit is an amazing thing. Ask yourself what you're willing to feel, whether your goal is to heal a family relationship, to run a marathon, or to be the first woman in your family to graduate from college after age 50. Whatever it is, figure out what you are willing to feel to get there. I can love someone who hurt me without agreeing with what they did that caused the wound. Love and agreement are two different conditions. Never allow yourself to become bitter. Love freely, even the ones who hurt you. You may need to love from the other side of a boundary, but you can still love. Wait at least a day before you send that email, make the phone call, or mail the letter from a place of hurt or anger. If you really want to say it, you'll still want to say it a day from now. Figuring out who you are now involves deciding who you will never be again. There are some places that you never want to return to. Create a brand statement of how you want to be known and how you want to make people feel, and then filter your actions and your words through that brand statement. Use the pretty things, the good stuff that you used to think you should save for special occasions. Use that now. Being alive is a special occasion. Be the healing person that you needed as a child. In your words, in your actions, the space you keep in your house, in the way you show up, in the way you believe, 
the way you listen, the way you lean in with interest towards people. Be the vessel that the healing that you needed flows through. Do this, and I firmly believe that God will send you others who need that same healing. One of the most healing things that you can say when someone goes through a hard time is, how can I help? Ask what you can do, and if you say it, mean it. Don't take instruction from someone who's in a place you don't want to be. If a person is not where you want to be, why would you allow them to lead you? Owning fewer things helps life feel more simple. I am a semi-minimalist, and let me tell you, it feels freeing to not be under the weight of a bunch of possessions that I don't even really want or use. Release the need to keep up with the Joneses. Just own what makes sense for you. If you want friends, be a friend. Treat other people the way that you want to be treated. God said it in its good guidance. Never be afraid to stand for what is true. Stand in love, but stand strong. God will back you up every single time. Be a good steward of whatever you've been given. If you can't be trusted with a little, how can you be trusted with a lot? Whether you have a Lexus or a station wagon or a mansion or a tent, take good care of what God has blessed you with. Get in the ditch with people. When someone is hurting, don't try to tell them that they're not in a ditch. Don't try to convince them that the ditch does not exist. Just sit next to them, put your arm around them, and be with them right there in the ditch. If it is not life-threatening or soul-threatening, don't make it a big deal. I have buried a son. I have lost my mom in my arms. I have gotten the news that one of my sons hung himself, but thank God he lived. Those things have a way of putting life events into perspective. And if it is not life-threatening or soul-threatening, take a breath and figure it out. Don't overreact to things that would not matter to you on your deathbed. When you're winning, pay attention to who's clapping. Not everyone who smiles at you is on your team. Be selective in your inner circle. And here's the last one. If you are a mom, you've been called to be an intercessory prayer warrioress. Some of the hardest battles are one on your knees. Do not ever stop fighting for your children. I don't care how old they are, what they said to you, or how far gone you think they are. Keep praying. So there you have it. 50 lessons that I learned on my way to turning 50 years old. I hope you found it helpful. Thank you so much for being part of my journey and for listening to this podcast. Thank you to each of you who pray for me or share the podcast or tell people about estrangement coaching. Thank you. I am truly blessed with this mission and with you. I am thankful. Okay, friend. That's what I have for you this time, and I hope it blesses you. Hey, Sister Mom. Thanks for spending time with me. If this podcast inspired you, helped you, or blessed you in some way, I'd love for you to share it with another mom who could be edified by it too. Also, the number one way you can thank me is by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. This helps more moms like us find and be blessed by the show. 
Remember, you are a daughter of the Most High King, and you are not alone.